Hello, everybody, and welcome to Books, Love, and Fairy Dust. I'm your host, Jenna. I'm your host, Sophie. And welcome to our second episode. With ringing in 2024, we thought it would be a good idea to tell you about our top 10 favorite books of 2023. Yep. And we just wanted to come in and say thank you all so much for your support on our first episode. It's kind of unreal. I think that we can both say that we are overwhelmed with all the emotions that have come out. Um, We're actually filming this on our first release day. So it's it's crazy. I'm so thankful for all of you guys. A few tears have been shed. Yeah, definitely. The heart palpitations are being felt. Um. (laughs) I'm not mentally stable enough for this, I don't think. <laughs> I know, I'm like, I'm like shaking. I, ugh, it was just such a chaotic morning. And then seeing all the love is literally like, <gasps> what? <laughs> what was that noise? <laughs> all right. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You know what? I'll start it off. I think okay. that. Well, I should preface this, that it should come as no surprise to anybody that Sophie and I have the almost same exact list um and we're not ranking these from one to ten because that's nearly impossible i think for both of us to do um we're just kind of listing all 10 of them and we have some honorable mentions that we're fighting tooth and nail for a spot in the top 10 um but yeah it's gonna we're gonna have the same opinions basically because there's nothing new there that's just how we roll so definitely i think that there's a few that we will definitely have a lot of the same opinions, but it's good that we both will be able to talk about them and discuss them as well. Share so. our different perspectives. Exactly. Yeah. Little things we loved. Yeah. Take it away, Sophie. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I'm starting off strong with Out on a Limb by Hannah Bonham Young. I don't think anybody is at a surprise with this because <laughs> I talk about this book all the time. All the time. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Um. I love this book so much it is an accidental pregnancy friends to lovers it's basically following win and Bo, and they both have limb deficiencies and they meet at a halloween party because they're both dressed up as pirates haha <laughs> they have a one night stand together and then she finds out that she is pregnant and it follows the journey of her pregnancy and i think i literally can't put into words how beautiful this story is i feel like if you're looking for a book to just bring you literally every good feeling possible and like the comfort Mm -hmm. that you want when reading a book this is the one um i kind of joke around and say like this is me book form because of like like the aesthetic of it and like just like how like you just get warm and fuzzy inside as you're reading this like it's just so good i can't even begin to express like my love for this book but I definitely think this deserves top 10 if not like maybe my top book of the year I can't even like I just love this book so much um if you haven't read it already please go read it and text me every single update (laughs) I feel very similarly I think I want to add on when I was reading the book like Emily Henry is probably my favorite author of all time and I think she herself does an incredible job at like invoking these really strong emotions in the reader, but also making you laugh your ass off. And yeah. I think Hannah Bonham Young does an incredible job in Out on a Limb doing the same thing. And in her other books, I feel like they all have really like heavy emotional themes in them. Um, and you feel really strongly for those characters. But Out on a Limb is genuinely one of the funniest books I read all year. Yeah. The scene where Wynne finds out she is pregnant, 
I had tears in my eyes. I laughed for probably five minutes straight, like full on belly laugh. Like my boyfriend was like concerned. He was like, what is, what is so funny? Like, what are you laughing at for this long? And I was like, you don't get it. <laughs> Let me explain this to you. Let me break it down. And it was just so funny. It's a very comforting book. And it's a book that's really stuck with me. And I think it has really shaped the accidental pregnancy genre. I feel like it was kind of, what's what I'm looking for? Monumental. Oh, 100%. I feel like a lot of people go throughout books and like, I don't like accidental pregnancy. And I feel like Reckless by Elsie Silver and Out on a Limb were two books that really changed people's opinion on it. Yes. And went from being accidental pregnancy haters to lovers and I don't like I never hated accidental pregnancy I always thought it was a little bit of fun and a little bit of, <laughs> little bit of spice to the book and I always really enjoyed it but this really like changed it all for me it was like a life-changing moment when I read that book and it's just like Bo Durand is <laughs> I <laughs> I don't think there are words to describe how perfectly crafted of a character he is and same with win but Bo is like outstanding like i talk about the most perfect emotionally available sweet comforting cozy adorable man you could ever imagine with a mouth on him and he plays dungeon and dragons i didn't know i was into men who played dungeon and dragons until Bo durand I'm hitting that. I'm hitting that. Um, you touched on all the things I want to say for sure. Like, Bo. Oh my God. I honestly, out of all of the books that I've read, and in terms of contemporary romance, like he is a dream man for me. Like, mm-hmm. there's just I. I kind of love the nerdy things. I would date a guy that has an addiction to Dungeons and Dragons. I like genuinely everything about him is just like it hits the mark and as I was reading I was like oh my god like this is my dream man (laughs) and I I openly tell my boyfriend that too like if my boyfriend knows two things (laughs) it's that I love him a complex (laughs) it's that I love Akatar and Out on a Limb and he literally recently just bought me a copy because a new copy of Out on a Limb because mine fell off my shelf and it was so damaged and I was like just like please I want a new copy I like need a new copy especially because she's getting a new cover so I was like I need the original and I want it to be pristine and I'm also rereading like this month I'm waiting for the audiobook to be available on my audiobook app but besides the point (laughs) that's completely besides the point um I don't think that I have had a romance book make me laugh and cry so much and so long until I read like out on a limb like there was just parts where I'd be laughing my fucking ass off at the doctor's scene at the part where he's like they when they go to their first appointment Mm -hmm. and they're acting like I just everything about it like she even has like an actor reference in the book which I think is so like she did it so well yeah Um, just the whole dynamic between the friends was so good but I cried a lot at this book and I want to say that a part of the reason I feel really really connected to it is how Bo explains his health trauma and Mm -hmm. everything that has happened to him I literally bawled my eyes out in the middle of the night because I was reading it and I was like oh my god like 
I know these feelings. Like I know how it feels to go through something so traumatic, but also like feel so alone. And also like once you have that good thing in your life, it is such a life-changing thing. And like mm-hmm. the way he talks to Win about how like I would do it all over again for you. Like I don't even I will literally I'm need you to right shut now. the fuck up before <laughs> I hang up this call. I am not getting into this. I can't I just want to add la, that. La, la, la. <laughs> covering my ears. I can't. I'll cry. <laughs> I'm already emotional. <laughs> I just, not to get super deep, but I really related to how he talked about his health trauma. And I literally, like, the only person that I talked to a lot during my health trauma was my boyfriend, and we weren't even dating. So the way that Bo talks to Win about it. I was like, oh my god, like this is this is how I felt at this exact yeah. moment, and I just it's so life changing. And there's just so many sweet moments where I think this book will live with me forever. And mm-hmm. so, I love this book. I literally want Bo to turn me over like a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> yep, yep. Like honestly. I would never get pregnant, but if Bo asked me to, like, tomorrow, I'd be like, you know what? Maybe I would. You know? <laughs> Just maybe. Just maybe. <laughs> also, I obviously love Wynn. I'm I'm just... I love Wynn. She I, is... God, she's so good. A fantastic female character who has a lot of depth and growth. Growth? <laughs> Gro- growth? <laughs> not growth. She is not a groper. She's a grower. <laughs> Um, and I think, I think the dynamic between both characters is very beautiful. I think they're very similar in a lot of ways and very different in a lot of ways. And I think, obviously, they're fictional. So like, Hannah was sitting there like, how do I make these two very compatible? And like, you know, it was purposeful, but it it also felt very genuine and very natural in their progression. And I know a lot of people like, I think, have seen people have issues with like the pacing of the book because it is a while before there is like they're together you know but I also think that that's realistic a hundred percent and I think the progression of the way that they got together was done perfectly in my opinion at least and I really enjoyed the fact that it wasn't like 60 percent in you know like they're all over each other like just because she's having his baby it was very much like yeah like we'll see where this goes but I want to co-parent with you and I want to have a strong bond with you. And it just so happened that they fall in love with each other. Yeah. Which would be impossible to not fall in love with Bo. But I mean, <laughs> I, you know, hats off to Win for holding off as long as she did. Right? Girl, I'm, I'm, I'm last old. a minute. I'm, I'm a minute. old. The minute he was like, yep, come move in with me. I'll take care of you. I'd be like, okay, okay. I'd be like, okay, well, I'm, I'm a size five. My ring finger. I like solitaire diamonds. Shall I share mine? Yes. I don't know if we're ready for this. Cause <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to shut up. Um, but I have... We didn't rank these, but the first on my list is Boys of Tom and Series, which I know is four books, but I don't care. I'm not picking one book out of the entire series. We are... Me- we are doing it by, so any series that we include in this, we're just including the whole series, and then we'll talk more so on, you know, our favorites or the standouts of the series. Yeah. And the two standouts that I picked were Keeping 13 and Redeeming 6. So 
I read Boys with Tommen back in March of 2023, and I feel like on Bookstagram, if you know me, you know that I love that series. Like, I feel like it's kind of like they go hand in hand together. Jenna's Dot Book Club x Boys with Tommen, you know? Um, it's kind of like my heart and soul series. And I read those books, and I think by page 30 of Binding 13, I was in a chokehold. I don't know what it is about those characters that, like, reach so deeply inside of me and, like, grip my heart and soul, but they do. And I choose Keeping 13 and Redeeming 6 specifically because Keeping 13 has its moments. It's definitely not a happy book, but in comparison <laughs> to Binding 13, specifically for Johnny and Shannon, it is the happier of the two. Um, I think it shows a lot more of their progression in, in, in their relationship. Um, them as characters, I think there's a lot of growth for Shannon in that book. Um, she goes through a butt ton, and yeah. I think it shows how, like, stable and, like, in it they are for keeps. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with, like, everything that she goes through. Johnny doesn't, like, bat an eye. He's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to be here for you through all of it. Like, I don't care. Like, this isn't going to scare me off. Like, I don't think you realize how much I love you. Um, and then in terms of Joey and Aoife, I love Saving Six. I love that you get to see Joey and Aoife's relationship develop from when they first meet, when they're like yeah, 12 to 18. Um, and I love getting to see their relationship develop in that way and like their friendship and stuff like that. But I think Redeeming Six is like really is the test of time for them and whether or not their love is truly as real as they feel it is and whether or not they can do it because of you know joey has his struggles with addiction and his family issues and mental health and then Efa has her issues as well especially like loving somebody who's going through all of that like it's not easy no um, yeah and i think that it is so beautifully done and i think chloe walsh does an incredible job at not romanticizing any of it it is very graphic trigger warnings please look up the trigger warnings before you read these books it's very graphic it's detailed but she doesn't romanticize it it's not like johnny or Eva comes in to joey or shannon's life and is like the knight in shining armor they don't take them away from it they don't save them immediately like they're still struggling and bad shit still happens to them they're just there alongside of them and they don't feel as alone anymore and I've talked to people who have gone through uh, abusive situations or addiction, like addiction stories and stuff like that, and talk about how they don't typically love storylines like that because it feels like so romanticized and unrealistic, but this like really spoke to them and their journey. And it just, one, hurts my heart because I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry you went through anything similar to this. Yeah. But also like, I'm so happy you felt seen and like, heard and you could feel like you related to these characters no matter how horrible that may be and I don't know I just love I told you I wasn't gonna shut up um I love those books so much those characters mean so much to me I have asked people from Ireland like literally like visiting my city at a bar I'm like do you know Johnny Kavanaugh he plays rugby Ballyloggin 
boys with Tommen. Like, you know who I'm talking about? He's like, the guy was like, what are you saying? And I'm like, he's real. You don't, he number 13. Hello? Rugby player? Like, what do you mean you don't know? And like, it's like impossible for me to realize that these aren't real people because they feel so real. Like the things I feel for them are so real. Um, it's no surprise that it's also on my list. <laughs> um, I I mean, obviously, how can I even add to what you said? This is very much like Jenna inspired me. If you listen to our first episode, you know that she bought the books for me. So I was, this is like kind of a foundation of our friendship. We became close because we uh, talked about these together as I was reading them. And I just don't think that there will be a story like that ever again. It's just so so beautifully well done and and she does such an amazing job making you feel for these characters relate to them even if you can't relate to them I think that you can relate to a lot of parts of them and Mm -hmm. as someone who did not have a easy childhood it was definitely like like Jenna said like you know you talk to people that have been through these situations and a lot of them don't like the romanticization but for me I remember reading them and thinking just how real it felt and how honestly how the characters go through like just feeling their everything about it like I just feel like their inner monologue and like the mental health that comes with being in that situation and also like a lot of that both of the stories are how do I love someone after this yeah how do I love someone that isn't my family after this and I think that both of them highlight like especially Joey and Aoife's books I think really really highlight that um in a very unique and special way and joey is such a complex and oh my god love him but yeah. Eva literally never gives up on him and i think no. that's really beautiful and for johnny and shannon i think it's very much like you have been robbed of your childhood you have been robbed of your innocence and i'm mm-hmm. gonna show you i'm gonna show you how to have fun i'm gonna yeah. show you the good parts of life and I think that that's so beautiful because the friend groups in this like everybody loves Shannon within Joey or Johnny's friend group and I think it's like so special because you read it and you're like Shannon has never had real friends and she's Mm -hmm. never had a child like her childhood was so wrong like they did her so wrong and you're able to come in and have these people accept you for who you are and never judge Mm -hmm. and let me just add that immediately when I was reading I'm like Gibsy. (laughs) He is my man. I I love all the stories. I am so freaking excited to know more about him. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I really am drawn to characters that are like, I'm the funny like side character, but guess what? I have this dark ass past and I'm gonna cover it up with humor. I just think that his book is gonna be really good. And I um just really like how Gibsy kind of plays into both storylines in this Mm -hmm. very way yeah um but the whole energy of it like you said like it it, they're real they're so they're somewhere out there and I just want to give them all a hug (laughs) yeah and on top of what you were saying like Johnny's showing her like what living looks like a lot of people complain or either or are I guess deterred from reading the books because of how big they are obviously the republished versions are skinny as hell yeah (laughs) But, like, the original copies, if you have them, you know that they're thick. Those are some thick books. Yeah. But 
and like the font is small and people are like I don't know if I'm gonna read this like it's too long and you feel like there's unnecessary stuff in there because there are scenes where it's just like Shannon hanging out with her friends and like the conversation they're happening having isn't like necessary to the story but if you think about like what Sophie just said Shannon didn't have a childhood she did not have a normal life she doesn't have a normal life she doesn't know what it's like to go to school and just hang out with her friends and have a good time or to go to a friend's house afterwards and get ready for a date like she's never had that before and I think it's important to see those like mundane moments in her life and in Joey's life and realize like how monumental it is for her as a person a hundred percent the books are they deserve to be as long as they are okay i will go next (laughs) (laughs) so to follow that up i'm gonna say beach read (laughs) um Um, it's a very clear winner obviously I'm, i'm very lucky to have read that this year and um it was the book that made me really really love emily henry's writing um i feel like Almost everybody knows what Beach Read is about, but it's just, it's just so beautiful. I'll try to be quick in my explanation. I'm literally wearing Beach Read merch um, right now, but I struggled at first to understand Emily Henry's writing when I was reading, I read Book Lovers last year and um, I didn't fully understand. And then I read Beach Read over the summer and I'm like, oh, okay. Yep. Yep, I get it now. I 100% get it now. Um, There's just something about reading romance books. And I said this in recently in my funny story review. Emily Henry, it feels like you're reading something personal regardless of what you have went through. And there's something about reading her books that feel like free therapy. And I think Beach Read... I am able to connect so much with both January and Gus, and there is just something about um, actually circling back to the Boys of Tommy conversation, like, her books, like, their char- the characters are just living such mundane lives, and you just follow along on their journey of themselves, but also the relationship, and I think that is the beauty of Emily Henry books, is that by the end of the book, both the characters themselves have grown, but also, like, the relationship developed, and it was successful, and, like, it's just so beautiful. Like, there's something, Mm -hmm. like, her writing is genuinely so lyrical. It's so, like, everything about it just feels so personal to me as a reader um regardless of what I've been through like I said like it's just so everything I just love it so much and Beach Read was like the perfect book I if you ask me like oh I'm trying to get into Emily Henry I would say Beach Read because it's just something about that book like it captures you and I I wanted to just I want to tattoo it on my eyeballs like put Beach Read on (laughs) like beach read um I just love it so much and I I think that she does an absolute I I like just everything about it and and I really love the intimacy between Gus and January and I love that they're both going through their own thing but they're able to just like like their their little conversations they have and the little things they mm-hmm. have in common and they realize I why did I ever not like you and, you know, obviously with Gus, it's a little bit different because he's always been infatuated with her. But I think that that's the beauty of it, too, is because it's in most of 
or all of her books are in um the female characters of the female character you really get to kind of similar to like a court of misophery like you get to the point where the 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 man just has this beautiful like love proclamation where you're like oh my god yeah it feels like your heart was like ripped out of your body your soul just left your body because you're just like oh my gosh I love them so much Mm -hmm. and I just I just love the book so much and I think about it like every single day so yeah yeah it's not on my list because I read it in 2022 but I did reread it this year and it kind of solidified its spot as my number one read and I won't say much because I genuinely will not shut up about that book but I do agree. I Emily Henry is just in a league of her own, and I just don't think that there's anybody out there who will ever be able to write a book like Emily Henry can. And I think Beach Read. I had somebody text me last night and tell me that they were starting Beach Read, and she was like, "Is it gonna hurt me?" And I was like, "I mean, it's not like a sad book necessarily. Like it talks about January's grief, and that's sad. And like especially in her perspective." And the way that she um, talks about how she feels about herself, her relationship with her father, etc. Like, it definitely is sad. But at the same time, it's not. Like, it's just, like, it's so beautiful that it makes you emotional. Yes, exactly. Like, it hurts because you're feeling so much for these characters, both individually and them as, like, a couple. And it hurts because, like, one when Gus has his monologue where he basically professes his love for January, it's like this hurts me because yeah. you can feel how like exasperated he is. He's like, What aren't you getting? I have been in love with you since I saw you in college. Like, I didn't bring pencils to class on purpose. And it's like Ugh. it's like Emily Henry reaches inside of your chest and takes your heart and like tickles it a little bit and he's like hee hee and then she's like <laughs> like squeezes the shit out of it in like the best way possible yeah and that's all I'm going to say um because I talk about that book way too fucking much I think I brought it up nine billion times in the first episode and I will bring it up nine billion more times but Emily Henry mother Emily M Henny Hen Hen I I love you and I love your writing and you are one of a freaking kind like actually I have never ever read a book that has ever made me feel the same way as an Emily Henry book ever has so okay so next I have one that I think is on both of our lists and it's the Addicted Calloway series um by Kristen Becca Ritchie and god specifically two books and this is really hard for me to pick because i love every single book in that series um but specifically two that really stick out to me are uh addicted after all and kiss the sky and then also long way down i love long way down that is an incredible book but um that series follows four couples if you're including bad reputation in it um which i think you should and if you don't read bad, bad, bleh, if you don't read bad reputation, um, you are gonna get a bad reputation. Yep, we're gonna give you one. This is your warning. You're gonna get a bad reputation. Um, it is incredible what Krista and Becca created with 
that series and I think they tell four stories so beautifully and they're all so different and I think that's the beauty of it um Lily and Lauren's story is so heartbreaking and so beautiful and so just like adorable at the same time and like I don't I don't think there are words to like actually describe how much I love all of those characters and love their love stories because they are so uniquely beautiful in their own way that like I just don't think there's any way to describe them adequately um but the growth between all of them specifically Lily and Lauren so like if you haven't read the books what are you doing first of all <laughs> second of all Lily struggles with a sex addiction which is such a unique thing in its own right I mean how many books have you read where the person is a sex addict it's the only one I've read yeah <laughs> uh, and Lauren struggles with alcoholism and they're both so young that it's like heartbreaking that they're one having to struggle with this in the first place and have for years but two it's two people who are not healthy mentally emotionally physically that are desperately in love with each other in honestly a very toxic way yeah <laughs> but it's so beautiful like i can't imagine them with other people like it just doesn't make sense to me like saying lauren hale like i love lauren hale so much i want him to be with me i genuinely can't say that because lily is his soulmate yeah like there is just no other option for him yeah and like sophie and i both did heart mind and soul characters on our bookstagrams recently and we were thinking of like who do we love like like who are we similar to and how we love somebody and we both said lily calloway which is a good thing because lily is somebody that loves completely and overwhelmingly and like all consumingly and like you never spend a moment in her presence wondering if she loves you because she makes it known you know what i mean yeah but also at the same time it's very toxic and i was like flipping through the books trying to find a quote to use for <laughs> that post and there was one it was like i'm not happy unless he's happy and i was like oh i can't say that on the internet like even if i relate like i can't like someone's gonna send me a therapy and like my therapist that i haven't spoken to in a while she's gonna be like hey are you gonna okay? talk <laughs> it's been a while are you doing okay but it uh, regardless of all of that i think that's what adds to their beauty as characters and like connor i honestly i don't want to say much about connor's character outside of the fact that i am <laughs> um i love him so much but his i feel like getting his backstory and understanding him is just something you have to experience by yourself like go yeah. completely blind because he will surprise you and it's honestly his story is just like heartbreaking on its own um and i feel so strongly for him in like how he grew up but like rose calloway uh. i love that woman she is incredible and I think she embodies such a specific type of woman so perfectly. It's and such a powerful, let me cut in and just say, I think that her character is such a powerful character in her own right. And mm -hmm. I think it was so beautiful to read all three of those sisters and then plus Willow as well. Um, wow. 
Yeah. Like as a woman reading that series, I think that everyone can relate to at least one of those girls or can take All pieces of, of each of them. Yep. Mm -hmm. And like Daisy Calloway is such a beautiful character. She really is. Love her. I, I love her. She's so adorable. And she'd probably punch me in the throat for saying that. She's like, I'm not cute. <laughs> she is. She's so cute. I just want to give her a big old hug. She's also so powerful in her own right. And I think the influence that she has on the people around her, just the way she views life and lives life and just like doesn't take any moment for granted and wants to experience everything and never let an opportunity go by. And also taking her life into her own hands, like seeing that growth within her character was beautiful and it made me want to ball my eyes out. And honestly, justice for Reich Meadows. <laughs> I love that man. I know he's always everybody's third and he's mine. Thir he's my third too, but it's like not low on the list. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like they're all very close together. Justice for Reich Meadows, because I don't think people appreciate him as a character enough. Um, what he does for everybody in that series hello like yeah though his relationship with connor although not great because of you know the feelings they have towards each other for some of it is still beautiful like they still have like their beautiful moments his relationship with lauren is beautiful and like it's very like tumultuous i guess because it's like the emotions run high between them because of like their father but like with lily with daisy with rose with willow with garrison like He's just such, like, he's everybody's guy. You know what I mean? Like, you can always find a place within Reich Meadows. And I just love him. I love him. I, I think he needs to be appreciated more as a character outside of his relationship with Daisy. And just, like, on his own. Yeah. I'll let you talk about Garrison and Willow. Because I know you have a very strong, strong love oh, yeah. for them. I, I mean, I have a strong connection with all of them um i think because this is on my list as well i actually put some kind of perfect because you would have to like hold me at gunpoint to let me know like what my favorite of this series is and i think some yeah. kind of perfect has parts of everybody in it although like bad reputation i think is just you know willow and garrison's story specifically um the ones you mentioned, though, are definitely my favorite of the couples, like Addicted After All, Kiss the Sky, and then Long Way Down, and then obviously Bad Rep is the only um, Willow and Garrison book. But I do want to mention that I think out of basically any series I read, like this one, when I think of Found Family, this one really, really sticks out to me. Yeah. I think that it is a series full of complex relationships that fit and flow so perfectly together. Um, each and every character has a connection to each and every character. Like they're, mm -hmm. regardless of how weird the pairing may be, like, you know, I just think it's so amazing. Like there are parts where like Reich and Rose are communicating and you're like, these two are an unlikely like friendship, but like <laughs> they have those moments. And I think that that's really beautiful. And something that I think sticks with me the most about this series is the sister relationship i am a middle child with an older sister and a younger sister and i kid you not my older sister is rose in so many ways i am lily in so many ways and my little sister even though she is 11 years old is daisy in so mm -hmm. many ways so reading this series was like 
uh, why am I reading about me and my sisters? And I feel like when I read sister relationships, I definitely like kind of try to relate to them or try to be like, pick out the pieces that I'm like, oh my God, this is so like my sisters and everything. Like I love finding those little details that kind of connect to my own life um, with my relationships with my siblings, because I think that I relate to it so much because I, Rose is such a protector and she just, she's like a absolutely phenomenal embodiment of an older sister. Mm -hmm. And even though she's not the oldest, you know, Poppy, she doesn't get talked about, but that's for obvious reasons. She's not really included as much in this series, but the way Rose is, is just, she's a force to be reckoned with. And I think she does it in the best way possible. Like she's a classy bitch and I fucking love her. I just want to cut in while you're talking about like the sister dynamic real quick is I'm the youngest of five girls. I have four older sisters and I see so much of myself in Daisy as well and how she's treated as a younger sister, how she feels as a younger sister, kind of like she's being cut out of things because she's young. Like they don't let her in on all the, the gossip and stuff that's going on to protect her and because they're like, oh, she's too young to know about this. And I, there are so many things when I was like 13 years old that I'd like my mom and my sisters would be talking about. And I'd be like, hello. And I'd find stuff out. Like now I'll sit down with a conversation with my sisters and my mom and we'll be talking about something. And they'd be like, oh yeah, remember this, blah, blah, blah. And be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, oh yeah, it happened when you were like 13. And I was like, and nobody decided to tell me. Like, what do you mean? And just like her personality, I think, Rep, like embodies like a younger sister like very wild and carefree and kind of like just doing her thing and everybody yeah. else around you is like trying to figure their life out and you're like whatever <laughs> you know what yeah I, mean? I just wanted to throw that in there as a younger sibling while you're talking about the sibling dynamic no I agree I feel like it's just so like if you are someone that has sisters I feel like this series is probably very special for you in your own yeah. way because it's just so it, it's so good and even if you like have brothers maybe you can relate to like how like Lo is an honorary Calloway sister like Mm -hmm. I I love that dynamic I just when I think about this series I just feel so incredibly comforted by the characters and I really have a connection to all of them in their own way and I think that is so beautiful I binge read a 10 book series in literally a month because I like and this is when I wasn't like reading super fast like it consumed me I had no other thoughts and and like I just I love them so much and I think um circling back to Willow and Garrison I think that they're not talked about a lot but their story is so amazing and I actually the the way I read it was bad reputation before some kind of perfect. And I do recommend it to other people because I do think that once you get to some kind of perfect, like you get this like final closure of like everybody's stories. Um, Bad reputation is a very, very good book book because it kind of follows um, them throughout. I believe it's around four years. It's really just so good. And if you like, Gilmore Girls and you like Jess and Rory which is so random but I feel like this is a really good Mm -hmm. comparison to that kind of dynamic that couple has in the show and um as someone who like read it when like I was Willow and Garrison's age I definitely feel like that's why I have a little bit more of a connection to the characters than 
other people may have that's this is like a bold claim to say but I just feel like their love is so like their love embodies like a first love at that age you know and I think it's very special and I you know no spoilers for the series but the way the other characters just help them and like carry them and like by this point I think that every other couple is very established and they're kind of looking at them like oh my god look at these two and like this relationship and we will do anything in our power to make sure that they like get together and stay together and love each other and there's just so many moments in there that even if you are like I don't know if I should read this like the core six is there and they're very present and a very underrated friendship that I love in this series is actually Daisy and Willow because it's Mm -hmm. mentioned briefly but I really think that their friendship is so beautiful um coming from what they struggled with with their own family dynamics I think that they got it with each other and I think that's really beautiful and there's just I love them all um I would once again flip me on my back and turn me like a rotisserie chicken for Connor Cobalt like I listen I love them all but like Connor is genuinely I don't think I could have a conversation if you walked up to me tomorrow I'd be like <laughs> I don't know how I couldn't talk to him but I want him. I think I'd just start like foaming at the mouth like barking no literally <laughs> yeah um, no I love him I love him so much and um I all of their backstories and everything like they are real to me yeah <laughs> like I think that if I showed up in Philadelphia they would be there yeah and like I could go to Howie Comics and meet all of them mm-hmm. meet great all right so the next one that I chose, um, I will try to be brief with this one, but I think I kind of touched on it last episode, actually. It is With You Forever by Chloe Lise. Um, This is within the Bergman Brothers series. I have a lot of favorites out of this series. I love all of them so much. Um, and I have read up to the last one. I did was very lucky to get the arc of the last copy, which was phenomenal as well. But With You Forever really, really did stick out to me because... It focuses on Rooney and Axel, and um, the Bergman Brothers series follows seven siblings and the Bergman's family, and it is their love stories, and each one has their own book. Um, For this one, Axel is the Bergman of of the book, and um, I think there are many things I love about this book. I'll get the big thing out of the way. I really, really, really related to Rooney. um, This is kind of a book where you go in and you're like you know, it's just like a fun series. And I knew I had people telling me that this had really, really amazing representation. And um, one of our friends had told us that this series does have representation for um, stomach issues. Uh, specifically, there is a book with celiac disease, which is what I have. And that is not actually this book, but Rooney does have stomach issues. And um, she has food allergies. She's gluten-free. And I as I was reading it, I have never read such spot-on representation of how I feel in a day-to-day life, like, with what I struggle with food and with what I struggle, like, socially with food. And, oh my god, I don't think I have cried so much off of little, little things in books that no one else would cry at but me, probably. Like, there are just so many moments, um, within this book that I feel like I just had to literally like put my Kindle down and be like, wow. Um, I genuinely thank Chloe Lee. Um, I- I've 
personally DM'd her after I finished that book, halfway into the book. And I was like, thank you so much for writing this story. And I think um, just quickly, I want to say like a lot of representation books focus on so many a variety of different things but um she even touches on it in her author's note and within the book that stomach issues are very taboo to talk about um it is not easy for me to go up to somebody that I hardly know and kind of tell them hey I have like chronic stomach pain and I might be you know having some issues today I have to do it at every job I work at and it's not easy it's pretty freaking awkward sometimes and it's not an easy explanation not a lot of people um understand allergies for stomach rather than you know like actual EpiPen I'm gonna have anaphylactic shock (laughs) so um I just I just feel like this book did an absolute phenomenal job as someone that relates to the character but also I think something that stands out to me is Axel and how he handles it it is so he is so nonchalant and he literally like Rooney is so I just I really related to her character because she was like so like unashamed of it and I think that's a freaking amazing thing to be so like she's out she's loud and proud and there's a part where she literally like explains a story that had happened to her and Axel doesn't even like like flinch or like think under any other thing like he's just so accommodating and there are parts where they go to social events and he's very accommodating And, like, one thing that I think of that is engraved in my mind is, like, he literally, like, heats up her heating pad before bed. He makes her tea. And, like, these are literal things that happen to me in my relationship and in my life. And reading it, I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is so – it's such a sweet and unique experience. And because it's so personal to me, this book is out of its league with – how much I love it and I think um Axel's character is really really amazing because he's a very quiet human being and he's kind of like I want to say he's he's kind of a middle child or he's like upper middle so he kind of has like he so many you know you're in a family of seven he's a little bit more quiet and not that his family makes fun of him or anything but he's kind of like always been known as the quiet one and um, you actually find out that he he struggles with neuro- neurodivergence as well. And so just seeing how they can relate to such opposite um, forms of Each health other. and yeah. mental yeah. health issues, but also respect. Like, I think that's the biggest thing about her books and also just this book in general, like the respect that they have each other. And um, yeah, I just, I, acts of service in this one are incredible and it literally takes place in an A-frame in Washington state like what else could you ask for dream it's literally (laughs) my dream I I love them so much and I think about that book often so yeah I read that book I am not fully through the Bergman Brothers series and it's not my favorite one out of the book I mean out of the book out of the series (laughs) um (laughs) but I did love it and I did really appreciate the story and I don't have like chronic illness like Sophie does and I don't have like stomach allergies like Sophie does but I do undiagnosed, self-diagnosed, think I have IBS. I've got the hot girl tummy problem. <laughs> um, and I did feel seen in certain ways with Rooney's character. Like, oh my god, I'm going to shit my pants right now. <laughs> this is unstoppable. Somebody pass me a wipe, you know? <laughs> um, and I think, like you said, Chloe Lee does an incredible job with representation in every book 
but I think she also does like just such a great job at like talking about a specific thing but also recognizing the things that can relate to others you know what I mean like yeah I don't have stomach allergies or celiac disease or whatever but like as somebody who struggles with my own stomach problem I can still find something to relate to within Rooney's character and just real quick uh there is something about a quiet man and a loud girl and that quiet man opening up oh my god that loud girl and finding that comfort in them to kind of just like let their walls down and that was probably one of my favorite parts of the book because I, I love Axel and I love Rooney and I love that book but that that just like gets me it like yeah makes me feel I I think that it's so like the way that she did it was just so good and mm-hmm. I, I just love it because I think that Rooney is actually like I, I'm 99% sure she's an only child too so it was like a very yeah. special thing um, I also want to add that there's literally a scene where she is had to pull over because she was having, you know, the tummy troubles. Mm-hmm. And she's like doing her business in the fucking woods and she sees a stray cat. And so she takes this stray cat back to the A-frame and she has to, you know, elaborate on how the hell she got this stray cat to Axel. And that is like one of the scenes where he's just like, okay. Yeah, he and, didn't bat an eye. <laughs> yeah, he didn't bat an eye. And there was like they have like little animals and it's just so good i love it so much and i definitely recommend the series for anybody listening yeah one of a kind 100 any chloe lee's book honestly oh she's a mastermind i love that woman um next up for me i have the throne of glass series um specifically my favorite book is queen of shadows um i think that book specifically is kind of a turning point for the series in its own right um especially like i'd say that and like air of fire i like the big turning points um it kind of just sets everything up like the next three books it's like dominoes just falling in a line and queen of shadows is the start of like the big romance in the series um and so many crazy things happens in that book and i was like jaw on the floor gasping kicking my feet giggling like like (laughs) and also like oh my god what is going on yeah um but that series is just incredible it's so well done it's very epic it's sjm's like epic fantasy like very war-based so if that's like your your groove that's your jam then i definitely recommend it my sister's reading it right now and she was just texting me updates this morning like i literally woke up to text her from her she's like on to book three and i was like hee hee good luck Uh, (laughs) it's very emotional the story revolves around selena and like her journey and it's very much focused on her it is her story and i really love the way that sjm did it and i think it's it's a very monumental series in understanding sjm it's her first series and you can see her growth as a writer in it and i really love that and we've talked about that a lot before yeah Uh, but i think it helps understand the way she writes her fantasy books the way she writes her magic system and i just i don't know it's like a foundational series for me um and i really loved it it was i read in a month and 
I probably would have read it faster, but I buddy read with somebody. So like I had to, you know, hold back and wait for them to, <laughs> you know, reach that checkpoint. Patience. Yeah. <laughs> Something I don't have when I am buddy reading is patience, but I'm working on it. Um, it's just, I, I think about it often. It's a series that will, every SJM series will stick with me um, because she's just incredible. But I, I really, really love that series a lot. And it just like, I don't know, it just holds a special place in my heart. Yeah. I can't say much because I would like be spoilers spoiling. left yeah. and right. But Queen of Shadows is an amazing book. And um, if anybody's read it, I think that there's, you can recall many moments within that. I, I want to note, um, even though I read this series last year, which is kind of similar, we have a lot of those on this list. Um, the female friendships in that one, and just kind mm -hmm. of the way that the women run the freaking world it's it's really wonderful so, yeah yeah um all right so i'm gonna go with for my next one i'm gonna go with the seven year slip um great book i love this book i think um i guess i can give a little summary of it for people that haven't read it it's basically a um, a woman who is going to her late aunt's apartment and then there is a seven-year little slip in time and when she goes in one day there is a man in her apartment that is seven years in the past and it kind of follows both of their lives um, more so hers and um, but it mostly like their love story and um, I think a lot of the book is also Clementine's um journey with grief um with mm -hmm. her late aunt um I'll try to be brief with this one I think a lot of the book is really like it's kind of like Emily Henry books like it's really up to how you perceive it and how much you connect with it um so I don't want to spoil too much of the experience because it's a really really good reading experience but this book is really, really amazing, and the romance is out of this world. It's I, I really love the um, way that Ashley is able to write magical realism. I think that this book is kind of a standout for me this year because of how unique it is and how um, just the characters and how everything, everything that happens in the book, you just feel very like, wow, like how did she even do that yeah <laughs> the writing is very beautiful Ashley's writing is incredible I kind of in a way like I feel like Ashley Rebecca Ross like Emily Henry they kind of had this like special little touch to their writing yeah um, but yeah seven year slip is a wonderful book um I I really just love books about like change and like how you navigate that in life I think that those books are usually like very hard-hitting for me um because I think that every author does it in their own way and it's very very cool to see how you can kind of like make these characters like go through these major life events but how they grow from it and yeah uh, I think that that is really really beautiful and just the whole premise and like the the sweet little romance in it is just amazing and Clementine and I won live in this little noggin up here because mm -hmm. it's just so special they're like your own little like romantic self-help books yeah you know what i mean <laughs> like that's how i view like ashley poston and like or like emily henry it, it, the, it's like a little life lesson in every book and you're also like growing as a person but also falling in love with these people and like yeah them fall in love 
Um, I love the seven year slip. Sophie said exactly what I would have said. So I, I don't have much to add there except read it. I, it's definitely a book that I think doesn't discriminate. Like it's hard not to love. And I think yeah. it's for everybody, all ages, all types of genres. Like even if you're like somebody who really likes nonfiction, I think that's where those authors come into play. Um, because it, it, they are fictional characters, but it's so realistic that it's like, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so my next book is Funny Feelings by Tara DeWitt, and Tara is an autobi author for me. I have not read a book by her that I didn't love and adore and want to devour whole. Like, I want to get a knife and a fork and cut into little pieces and then digest it into my stomach. Like, Yummy. <laughs> I love paper. Um, That book is incredible it follows uh Meyer and Farley and Farley is a stand-up comedian female stand-up comedian and Mayer is um an ex stand-up comedian and they are best friends and he is also a single dad cough cough wink wink toot toot <laughs> he's a single father um and his daughter is deaf um so there is deaf represent deaf representation deaf community representation I, I always struggle with like what to actually call that yeah like I mean, what but, words to use yeah. yeah um but that's in it um I love like the sign language in that and just like Farley just kind of is like okay I'm gonna talk to you in sign language like she doesn't bat an eye she's like yeah whatever and I love the scene where you you get the flashback to when she met Hazel his daughter for the first time because it was so like funny and heartwarming but anyways I think Tara does an incredible job at commenting on, you know, the struggles that female comedians face in the industry and, like, um, just, you know, I'm not going to get too deep into the patriarchy here or sexism, but, you know, she comments on that a lot and, like, you see a very realistic depiction of what it must be like. And I'm, I'm, I'm not a stand-up comedian, believe it or not, um, so I don't know. But a very realistic depiction of what it must be like to be a woman in a predominantly male-dominated industry, especially in, in public, like, live action. I feel like that must be such a terrifying thing to kind of be, like, the odd woman out, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's friends to lovers. It is beautiful. It's fake dating. Um, so they – she goes on a tour, and they're like, oh, this would really boost, like – know your recognition is if you're like dating this man because he was really popular and like you know whatever so they fake date and it's just like a really beautiful story and two really beautiful characters that you can relate a lot to and it made me cry I want to cry thinking about it it made me laugh my ass off Tara is hilarious she is such a funny author and does an incredible job at incorporating such like just great humor into her books like yeah they're not it's not cringy at all it's just hilarious i want to add that um i i read this book as well this year i loved it i cannot wait to read more of tara's books um definitely like on the immediate tbr um mm -hmm. i have favorite sitting on my kindle can't wait um but i want to say that i think one of the things i took away from that book also is just um being a more loud or more yeah. out there woman and um especially in that industry or yeah. in any type of um spotlight 
is a lot and Mm -hmm. very can be very hard um I think that she feels so much and she loves so hard and she's so so herself that it was like I loved reading that like I loved like as someone that kind of like you know I'm not a comedian in any way or anything but I just like I've I've always been kind of like the weirder one or like I've had like a goofier um side I think that uh she did an amazing job making those those girls that are unabashedly themselves and have been maybe bullied or criticized for the way they act or whatever feel very nice when reading that book (laughs) yeah I mean like the dedication is exactly that it's that yeah I have it in front of me I literally just pulled it out because I want to share it with all of you so I can convince you to read this book because you need to read this book says this book is dedicated to all the women who have ever been told that they're too much maybe you're too loud too crass too open too body you overshare too often say too many bad words you're too weird or too emotional to the women who in their quiet moments still think back on their social interactions and wonder if they really are too much if they should feel embarrassed or ashamed you are fucking incredible you are my people don't you dare dilute yourselves to make yourselves more palatable you are all heart and fire i read that and and teared up literally i yeah. remember like i was just starting out on bookstagram my pictures looked like ass but i was like i'm taking a picture of this dedication and i'm going to post it somewhere because i need everybody to read this dedication i could go on but i won't <laughs> uh just read it that's all i have to say yeah. just read the freaking book read all of her books they're also good i have another one to talk about in my honorable mentions um and i just i love her she is so sweet she is so funny and she's so kind and i just i want everybody to love this book and if you don't never speak to me again i'm kidding that was a joke you're, you're entitled love to proclamation to funny feelings but specifically to tara d <laughs> it's okay if you have your own opinion but don't tell me okay for the next one i have love theoretically ah, so good. <laughs> it is no surprise that i am an ally hazelwood stan i love that woman so much she is the first author that i read when i was introduced to strictly romance and not um, romantic fantasy um love theoretically blew me away i love all of her books so 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 much and um i think love theoretically really brought in a lot of new lovers of ali hazelwood or new people that appreciated her work um i just really loved how this story took its own turn and i think that each one of her stem love novels are very very good um, however, Love Theoretically went a little bit deeper, I believe. Um, there was more depth to what was going on in the personal lives of the characters. And this one is, uh, like, her books are just so goofy, but they're also just so fun. And I think that that's, like, the enjoyable part of all of her books. And I think that Jack and Elsie are just really really amazing characters and I really didn't want to put this one down like I just remember like flying through you know um there's so many parts I loved about this book I I could definitely go on I I just I think that this one was definitely like the, the people pleaser mentality the changing the way you are for others um honestly like wrapping back up to the funny feelings conversation I think that Elsie kind of made herself more palpable for others made herself you know like yeah 
really take her in easier and she wanted to make sure she didn't she she was like had so much fear of people not liking her and then jack comes in sees right through it yeah able to be like hey i fucking love you and you don't need to change yourself for anybody and specifically not me because i see right through it and i understand who you are and i and i appreciate you i i ah <laughs> it's so yeah, good. like even though i wish you didn't do it for other people i also appreciate that you care enough about the people around you to try and make them more comfortable but like please don't do that around me like i want the bare naked elsie hannaway both yeah. literally and figuratively <laughs> um i yeah. i um also want to note that i think the intimacy in this one was wow so the best good. ever i Wow. I, I really do love Allie Hazelwood's interpretation of intimacy and sex in books. Mm-hmm. And I think Love Theoretically kind of stood out to me with how she did it. It was just so special and it was very much like he was so focused on making her comfortable. And as um someone like Elsie, I think that that's exactly what she needs and exactly who she's meant to be with. And I think that reading this book, there's no doubt that they are soulmates. Yep. One hundred percent. Honestly, similar thoughts for me. I really loved, I love Allie Hazelwood's books and I love the representation of women in STEM that she brings to them and the fact that they're all quirky in their own way and it's like, it's okay to be a little bit weird. I love that part of like just every single like underlying message that she has to every single book, like no matter what it is, like, it's okay to be weird and to stand out and to not fit in with everybody around you. And I kind of liked that with Elsie, it was, like, a little bit of both. Like, she's trying to fit in with everybody around her, but she's also, like, a little weirdo. Yeah. Her her cheese obsession and her Twilight obsession. And, like, I just, I love her. And I related, I think I related the most to Elsie as a character. And I think Jack is, like, the epitome of man kind uh yeah like i just i love him i think this story was just so beautifully done and very emotional and i i do i would agree with sophie where she says that there's more depth to these two characters than there is the other ones i feel like because there was so much to jack's character that like you don't really get until like the last like 30 percent of the book and he's kind of like a little bit of a mystery leading up to it and there's a little cameo in it i'm not going to tell you who it is but there's a little cameo so like if you love ali hazelwood's yeah if you love ali hazelwood's books it's going to make you squeal like a pig um i can't really add much because sophie took all the words out of my mouth but i love that book it's also on my list of my top 10 for the year because it's just one that's like really stuck with me and i know it came out in june so it didn't come out that long ago but i read 297 books in 2023 so for that book to stand out when I read a hundred and something books following it and some incredible books says something, you know what I yeah. mean? And I just, Allie Hazelwood is also in a league of her own and I appreciate her. She is, she's my aunt. If Emily Henry's my mother, she is my aunt. 
I commented mother on one of Allie Hazelwood's posts, like right when she posted it, not thinking I would get anything. I was just like, mother. And then she <laughs> responded, child with a heart. And I swear to God, I dropped to the floor. Um, I just, I just really love her. Next for me is one that I think Sophie might scream her head off about. And I have two on here that I, I know Sophie would like to scream her head <laughs> off about, but I think we'll both talk about it probably in depth in another episode just on its own um so i'll be brief with my explanations on both of them but uh house of earth and blood by sarah j mass more specifically the crescent city series there's only two books out but the third book is coming out this month um january 30th don't That's remind me a big moment i'm terrified um but house of earth and blood is my favorite between the two that are out at the moment um it is so unique, so unique in all of fantasy, I feel like. And I, I'm, that's a bold claim because I've only ever read romanticies and I haven't read all that many in comparison to how many there are out there. But from what I've read, it is very much its own entity. And I think it showcases a lot of um, Sarah J. Mass's talent to, because it is so different from the other two that she's already written. And I think it shows how much she's challenged herself as an author how talented she is, especially like with all of the things in the book that I can't mention because I will spoil everything for you. Um, but also Bryce Quinlan is one of the most incredibly written female characters and characters in general ever written. She embodies, I think, so many different women in the world. She's vulnerable and emotional and she's soft and she's kind and she's funny and then she also has like her very feisty side where she's like don't fuck with me because i will kill you you know what i mean and she she's like kind of that perfect little middle ground between the two i perfect not perfect like oh if you're on either end of the spectrum you suck but like meaning she embodies that blend of personalities perfectly and i think she also represents both of sjm's lead female characters very well like Feyre yeah. and aelin and I think she's just, oh, I love her. I love her. And I, yeah. Hunt is also an incredibly well-written male main character. His depth, his story. And I know people like to say he's boring, but I like to say that you're wrong. And I like to say that you're batshit crazy. And I don't care. Real. I don't care. I, I, he's been, I, you have rendered me speechless by saying that because I don't understand how you read those books and you're like, yeah, Hunt's boring. He doesn't have a personality. Like, hello? Did you read any of his chapters? Like, did you listen to him talk? Like, he's <laughs> not boring. He is everything. And I don't think he gets enough recognition as a male main character in SJM's whole world. And also just in general. I raise you this. My hottest take probably ever in the SJM fandom is that Hunt is the most healthy mailman character she has ever written. I would agree. And I, I am a... We are Reese, Reese. lovers. <laughs> and, but I'm not going to sit here and say that Reese isn't mentally ill. Hello? <laughs> Yeah, right and, and, and hunts mentally ill yeah. as well but I, I just i think i read akachar first and then i jumped right into crescent city and i was shocked by the hate that i saw and mm -hmm. hate towards like the whole series because i was like what are you guys talking about um i read this series last year like with all the sjm books but um hoab i just did a reread 
we are actually in the middle of like annotating it together absolutely phenomenal book um please if you haven't already please give it a try i know yes. that a lot of people have issues with the first probably 10 to 20 percent of the book but i promise you the payoff or honestly just everything about it is so worth it bryce and hunt have amazing personalities they have amazing stories there is so much in those books that are so special and so unique and i really really recommend it and yeah i think you did also, a great job yeah a great job if you like murder mysteries read it like that is the first book it is like its own little fantastical murder mystery in sjm's little way and it's a he very utopia it's <laughs> utopia fan fiction yeah um, it's also very emotional and i think there is so much growth between the two characters between all the characters really in the first book um specifically bryce because it is mainly it's bryce's story yeah, right now story. yeah um but just read it. it it can be confusing and as somebody who loves the series i will admit i was confused for a good chunk of it but then it makes sense and sometimes it doesn't make sense but then you go back and you talk to people about it and it does or if you're me you're like i don't know what the hell just happened but i'm gonna roll with it and i just think that it's so worth it and they're big books but i don't do it i don't care do it it's worth the time it's worth the energy it's worth the confusion it's worth the pain and the emotions that you're gonna feel like it's just so good okay so the next one for me, I think, is on both of our lists as well. And surprise, surprise, it's another Emily Henry book, Happy Place. And I think it is so obvious why it is on both of our lists. It did come <laughs> out this year, so it you know. But I think this is almost a standout for her books um, from what I've read so far in terms of how she wrote it. It's very unique in her writing. Um, every book is their own entity, but Happy Place is very much focused on growth. Um, it is also what stuck with me the most is the change. Um, I think that Emily Henry did an amazing job with representing change. And also, I think this is her personally best book for somebody in their 20s or mm -hmm. um, just going through like a life change um, I think that it really represents the emotions that come about when you're getting older and growing I would up say, like if you like just left college yeah if you were just like freshly graduated like I think that it would deeply resonate with you I I really love um, I think that the romance in this one is just so good so good and i love how much the side characters are kind of more forefront and we kind of like navigate the ins and outs of friendships at this time in your life and how confusing it gets like growing up yep. with like a group of friends and having to learn to bond again after so much has changed in your life like it's just so interesting how she was able to encapsulate that and like throw it in a book and you're like uh, what like, why are you yeah. in my mind? Like, I, even though I am younger, I feel like I could relate so much to that change and, like, maybe more so, like, not growing out of people, but growing apart from people and how you have to navigate a new phase in your life and new phases in your personal relationships, whether that be romantic, whether that be family, whether that be friends. And she does it very, very well in this book. And, um, 
the title is definitely um the opposite of what that book was because I cried misleading <laughs> very 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 misleading I but I also it, think that like it represents a large part of the book definitely as like where they are in Maine is quote-unquote her happy place and I think it represents more of like a mental state than an actual place itself yeah um, definitely misleading <laughs> uh <laughs> I just want to cut in and say that I think it is Emily Henry's most beautifully written book. Um, and that's not to say that the rest of them aren't beautifully written, but I, I don't know if it's just the subject matter or if it's just the book as a whole. I mean, it follows the story of like heartbreak, you know, and yeah. like navigating that and like the confusion and the pain and the anger and the grief that you feel in a heart like in a breakup and I've never been through a breakup so it's not something that I relate to strongly but I also have been around people going through them and talked people through breakups and I just think she did such an incredible job at like encapsulating that feeling and putting yeah. into words like a broken heart that nobody can really define well and kind of like I don't know like I read that book in a sitting like I started it when it hit my kindle at midnight and I finished it at like 5 a.m which is nuts I am aware of that but I couldn't put it down and I was sobbing like I literally had the covers over my head my boyfriend's fast asleep next to me and I'm like <laughs> like literally like having a mental breakdown and I related so much to Harriet as a character and even Wynn um and I just love them individually and together and it's just such a special book and i i would agree with sophie i think it's very it's one of those books that like definitely read it if you're in your 20s like it's kind of like the dolly alderton everything i know about love emily henry's version you yeah know? the romance I, version i guess yeah you'd say yeah yeah and i similar I, to like the seven year slip i think that those two were like standouts of this year in the way that they so both of them like combined they had like such unique interpretations of the emotions that you have as someone yeah. that is younger navigating adulthood yeah it's just a beautiful book and if you have read emily henry before and you didn't love it what's wrong with you <laughs> um just kidding i think happy place is a happy medium for a lot of people yeah. i think it is a very like general book that a lot of people can love um and it's just really stuck with me I learned a lot about myself through reading the book and I learned a lot about life and love and I don't know it's just really special and very very emotive like I do not read that book and expect to walk away dry-eyed yeah because you won't promise you that <laughs> you won't I don't care if you never cry at a book you will cry at this one guarantee it Next up for me is Divine Rivals, which is one that I think we both have on our list. Basically the entire Letters of Enchantment series, but that one I think is my favorite out of the two um, by Rebecca Ross. And that book was a standout for me. I read a lot of fantasy this year and that really stood out in a lot of ways. Rebecca Ross's writing is so enchanting. It's the only word I can think of to describe it. It is... It just, like, takes you out of reality and puts you in whatever 
she's writing and in the best way possible because it just feels so realistic at the same time because they're living in a modern not modern i mean it, i think it takes place like i don't know long time ago in like the uk yeah i get like you know um but it's also still like a real world just like with gods in war which is also unique for me because in a lot of ways a lot of fantasies that i there are gods and there are war but not they're not like magical beings you know what i mean yeah um and i just really really loved that book it had me gripped by the throat i think i went and watched a movie while i was like in the theaters while i was reading that book and i remember being like i really don't want to go see this movie i remember like checking the time like how much time is left i really <laughs> want to get back and read divine rivals like the ending we've all been through something like that <laughs> yeah. like you're out somewhere and you're like i just want to read my book yeah <laughs> like i was like i really wish i had this on my kindle so i could be sitting secretly in the movie theater just reading this book but um it was just incredible i think her writing is so beautiful and the characters roman and iris are two beautiful characters so well written they both have their own depth to them and they're just so special and unique in my opinion and i will lay down my life for roman kit i would do anything to have a magical typewriter right now i i agree i actually would probably become a magical typewriter just so he could touch me yeah yep like yep dun, 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 dun. and i'd be like for him and iris to touch me i'd be like <laughs> yeah like i don't know it's just the story itself is so unique and i loved every minute of it i the pacing is like i would say it's kind of like slow but not in a bad way it yeah, like moves does it so, well yeah it moves so yeah. like naturally i feel like the story progresses so easily and you get so lost in it and i just felt really connected to them even if like i didn't relate to their characters all that much personally like i just felt a connection like i just like i wanted to shrink them down put them in my pocket and carry them around with me and like play with them like barbie dolls and make them kiss you know yeah i wanted to go back to being 10 years old and like sitting in my room and like yelling at my mother to get out because ken and barbie are about to kiss like get out i'm busy yeah, let me have my moment <laughs> yeah like literally and i just i really i don't know i don't i feel like i've said a lot and also nothing and i just don't know what to say that would adequately describe the love that i have for this book because it just stood out so much for me and i think about it often honestly and i <sighs> read it that's all i that's all i can say just read the freaking book i i don't know you you stole a lot of my words but all i want to add i think is just the how unique it is like you said i think that she really came in and everybody was like oh my gosh this is amazing this mm -hmm. is you know really really unique and i think that there were a few fantasy books that came out this year i think that a lot of people were like oh my gosh like blah blah, blah. but divine rivals man it yeah. was just it was the it girl of the year and i i really really think um that they're soulmates mm -hmm. and i think that that is another thing that like when you read this is a two book series within the first yeah. book i was like oh yep, yep. these are soulmates like it's just so it's so well done and um ruthless vows was incredible as well i i love these characters and i think it'll be one of those series that i'll read um throughout the rest of my life because mm -hmm. it's just I also, so 
like I think Ruthless Vows is a great sequel and I think a lot of people get nervous in duologies about the sequels because everybody says like nothing's better than the original but it was just as good it was honestly just as good and I had no complaints I loved it and I'm honestly sad that it's only two books because I want more of them I want to see them making their bed together Painting the walls. Wiping their asses. <laughs> That's all I want. It's just their bowel movements. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Listen, are you telling me that if Rebecca Ross came out and said, this is a complete book of just Roman and Iris doing everyday Mundane tasks. Mundane tasks. I and there be- were like Honestly? 12 chapters of them wiping their asses, you wouldn't be jumping for joy? Like, come on. <laughs> Every book on this list, I would do that. Like, oh I would God, just love yeah. to read any of that. <laughs> yeah. 100%. This is my final book of my top 10 list. Drum roll, please. <laughs> okay. The Mind Book series. I'm speechless still. I read this in January, so a full year. And I still think about this book all the time. It mm-hmm. is wow um please check your trigger warnings for this one i think this is in terms of books i've read this might be one of the most graphic um it's very detailed and it is honestly incredibly well done with how she touches on it and um rest in peace to this author by the way because yeah I I found that out after I read it and I was like heartbroken because I would love to read anything else by her but um she left a mark because this book was absolutely incredible and um for anyone that doesn't know and you will probably be like what when I tell you this but the mindfuck series follows Lana Myers and she is a I want to say a revenge serial unaliver let's say that <laughs> the vigilante she's she um has there's a bunch of pasts in this book and you lead up and you realize that she is doing this for a reason she's not a bad person <laughs> no objectively um but she falls in love with the fbi agent on her case and it is incredible i have been honestly chasing the high that this book has given me i i don't think that i'll ever read anything in comparison to how insane this book was um it's absolutely amazing it's on kindle unlimited i recommend it to anybody listening if you think that you can do it please do it is incredible um i think the biggest part about this book is just following lana and like learning her story and realizing like like just realizing like wow like the female empowerment in this book and her getting what she like she deserved that she oh, yeah. you know what i mean like she oh, yeah. deserved to have this moment and i honestly was like i'm rooting for a serial killer right now <laughs> like, yeah um um it's like the opposite of you the show where you're like why am i kind of rooting for joe goldberg but that's only because he's the narrator and then you read this book and you're like oh my god she- Kill that girl. Yeah, kill, stab kill him. him. Kill him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get I into it. it. <laughs> the romance in this one is very much the subplot, but like it is so 
wow um the ending i think about that all the time and i'm like wow that man i would do anything for him i love them both so 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 much and yeah. the side characters and everything about it is amazing if you like criminal minds this is the book for you 100 um wow anyways lana myers i for president woman. yeah <laughs> i don't also, know if we can have that in the capital just a. <laughs> Just a side note, it is five separate books. You can get it as one, like, big one. Um, but, like, if you're going to read it on Kindle, I don't know if there's, like, a full collection available on Kindle Unlimited or if you have to read the five separately. Yeah, I think it might be five separately. But, yeah, I definitely, they're they're very easy. Whenever yeah, you finish very the next one, you can... I read the entire thing in a day. Yeah, same. So, and I would say that romance is the subplot, but I also think it's also very important to Lana's character, like, the growth that she has because i don't think she feels like she is lovable because of what, what she has happened to her went through and i think he shows her that she is and yeah it's a beautiful story when you like think about it i mean it's obviously very gory and graphic and detailed but it is very beautiful and i i love those books that book that series um so much so much it definitely is in my top 20 last up for me is something sophie read last year um it's actually something that we kind of started our friendship um it's the zodiac academy series by uh caroline peckham and suzanne valenti they're sisters they're locked in the head um twisted sisters we'll probably refer to them a lot like that (laughs) specifically book three i think that's both of our favorite um it's just kind of like just like really fun it's just like a really good book out of the series but i love that series so much i read it all in april of this year um it's the last book is coming out in april this year um and oh my god i don't know what to say honestly it's incredible it's long i don't care though it's worth every single page that you read and the characters are just incredible and i'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's the best piece of literary fiction you're going to find yeah because honestly it's not but i don't <laughs> care the story itself the plot the growth the characters themselves are amazing it's unique it's kind of like harry potter meets it's like I think they explain it really well by saying it's a dark Harry Potter and Harry Potter in itself is pretty dark if you yeah like the subtext of it but I I really think that like the way it it's a boarding school there is um you're following twin sisters and they're the lost princesses of Solaria the world yes um but uh the unique aspect of zodiac academy other than the magic system which i think is probably one of my favorite magic systems i've ever read about yep is the fact that you follow obviously two narrators and then you follow their love and their relationships you get two main couples in the series which is really really fun and it's very nice um and then you get the found family in this series is very unconventional but Mm -hmm. i I think about these characters every waking moment of my life like i don't think I will ever forget them. Um, but since we can't necessarily talk about them too much in terms of like why we love this book specifically, I think we can leave it at one word and it's Blue Lance. And <laughs> I I have two words. Love them. 
professor romance if you if you are considering reading one if you're into it if you haven't read one before if you're not sure if you're into it i you are. beg you on my hands and knees i would lick the floor of a public bathroom if that would convince you to read this series because you don't know what you're missing out on the characters are their own entities they are very unique in comparison to pretty, pretty much every character i've ever read and the romance is incredible and just the entire makeup of the series is chef's kiss it's very modern too yeah um, there's a lot of cringy things in there but it's like okay you know it's on purpose it's like yeah. satire you know what i mean it's supposed and to you be get funny. to you get to a point where you're like oh they're they're messing with us you know like some of the best side characters ever too like, oh my god and i honestly my favorite series in terms of side characters like a hundred percent i mean they all just like their the personalities jump off the page to you and i i think that that's also some of the best character development across the board that i have ever read it's definitely not for everybody that's for sure but it certainly is for us that's for damn sure oh also two words certainly is for us lance and motherfucking orion i want to know the inner workings of his organs like that's how desperate i am inside i want to become a microscopic piece of lint (laughs) and i want to sit on him for the rest of my life i want to burrow myself into his skin like a fucking i want to be i want to be like a red blood cell or like an air bubble that like travels up his like esophagus and like comes out of him as like a burp or out of his ass like i'll be a fart i'll be a burp i'll be whatever like i don't care i i'll I be, be i'll be a semen i'll be a little tadpole of semen like i don't care so now we're on to our honorable mentions now that we got our top 10 out of the way um these are ones that we're fighting tooth and nail for a top spot and ones that like genuinely hurt our souls to like not put in the top 10 and that we feel needs to be discussed because we read them in 2023 and they really 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 stuck with us so i think sophie's gonna go first again okay all right so for my list i have on cloud nine by kels and denise stone which i love them i love this book Mm -hmm. matthew hudson I really found myself relating to Molly in this book and um, out of the whole series, this one really stood out to me because I did read the whole series this year. Um, I just, I just love these characters and I love this book specifically. I think that they did a wonderful job and it is so fun and unique, but also has so many little deep things and has a lot of mental health representation in it, which I thought was really good. And I know that Jenna also has this on her list, so I'll let her (laughs) say a few words. Yeah, so I think it's a book that they dedicated to the mirrorball characters or like mirrorball girlies, you know, for any Taylor Swift fans out there, Um, which I think is somebody like or something that we can all relate to in a lot of ways, like not being able to feel like you can be yourself around everybody um, and something that we touched upon earlier, but I love this series so much. I also love Kels and Denise Stone. They're such sweet people, and I think you can feel that in their books. Like, you can feel how personal it is for them to write these books, and I think specifically this one, and yeah. I've loved every single one of their books, 
but I think that there was something about this that really stood out and kind of like reached into my soul and was like, it's like teenagers carving a tree. It was like M plus M equals forever, like on my heart, like Matt and Molly forever, literally. I love them. I love them so much. <laughs> and so I'll cute. So on my list, I also have um, Heartless by Elsie Silver, which I think is on both of ours. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's all i say i'm just kidding um but no i love that book it is my favorite book out of the chestnut spring series it is outstanding um i it's a single dad nanny romance age gap i in the first episode if you listened you would know that sophie said i was willa <laughs> um and i am that is my she is one of my soul characters somebody that i relate very strongly to but i also just love the story i love the romance between her and Cade. i love katie and he is incredible um such a like the perfect grumpy man you know yeah and he has his own depth and it was something that was surprising to me i wasn't expecting it but it was there and i loved it and i ate up every single last bit of it and it's just such a standout for the series and i think it stands out for everybody even if it's not your favorite you love Cade and willa you know what i mean yeah just like his own entity and I re- it really hurt me to not put it in my top 10. I agree. I also have it next on my honorable mentions list and I think about this book all the time. I want to reread at some point this year. Same. Um it was my first single dad, so it was like very monumental for me in my reading journey, but I I just love this book and I love these characters and I think she hit it out of the ballpark with this one. I mean, yeah. I was like foaming at the mouth and honestly i was foaming at the mouth for both characters because willa is a girl crush for me i love her so much i have a few words okay go ahead out of out of context for anybody that hasn't read it or has read it and it would be in context for you i my brain stopped working about 20 minutes ago um birthday party kitchen scene Mm -hmm. hot tub scene the hay bale scene hay bale i was just gonna say that uh hello um also takes care of her when she's sick i also want kate to flip me like a rotisserie chicken um i just i want to honestly i just want to be like a little like bystander in this relationship because we're both uh no like i genuinely am like would you like a third <laughs> but honestly i don't even think i'd join i think i'd just like watch watch like cheer them on from the side and be like so i'm actually gonna bunch the next two together because they were both arcs and i don't want to talk about them too much just because they're not out yet and i don't want to like go super in depth um and i have a lot of the same feelings towards these books because i was like oh my gosh, they're amazing and I wish I could post a review tomorrow, yeah. you know? Um, but I have Ready or Not by Kara Bastone, I think, or Bastone. Um, this actually came up on my neck alley and I was like, oh, this cover is so pretty. Like, da, da, da. Um, But it's an accidental pregnancy book and this was after I read Out on a Limb and I was like, well, <laughs> I think I got a new thing for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, But I requested this and I gobbled this book up like literally 
me on Thanksgiving. I don't know. I just, I love this book so much. And I honestly, the only thing comparable to this book in terms of like the way it's written is kind of like Emily Henry or Ashley Pistone books. Pistone? Pistone? <laughs> Pistone? I, I don't know. know. Mispronouncing things. <laughs> <laughs> um, But they're very this one was definitely like a women's fiction with romance in it in a way um I think it's very much romance heavy still but it was just so beautiful I think the way that um Kara wrote this pregnancy storyline and like the plot twist I was shocked I got you know honestly if you guys pick this up when it comes out which I believe is February 13th um just keep pushing through because there was like a few plot twists where I was like oh oh my lord I don't know if I'm gonna like this and then I kept reading and I was like wow uh she does communication so well she does friendship so well she does relationship dynamics she does everything very very well and and I've never read a a scene that just like left such a interesting imprint on me because I don't ever want to have children but she does actually in this book have like the pregnancy and everything in detail but then you get to the birth scene and it is one of the best scenes I've ever read it was just so emotional it felt like I was literally like with the characters going through this journey and it was incredible I think that she is genuinely a masterpiece and the only reason it's really not on my top 10 list is because it's an arc and I don't really know how I feel about counting it I don't know Mm -hmm. um and then I'm gonna wrap this up real quick and say that funny story by emily henry is 100 percent would be on this list if it had come out this year i'm definitely putting it on next year's list because i will be rereading this book gonna be very brief by saying i know that there's a lot of people that are waiting for this book and it will deliver it is so worth the wait it is one of the most incredible books i've ever read and i related a lot to so many different parts of the story and different parts of the characters and i cried a lot and i laughed a lot (laughs) so amazing ready or not and funny story will 100% recommend if you don't already have them on your tbr for this year please add them yep a funny story is also on my honorable mentions list but sophie kind of stole the words out of my mouth i have ready or not sitting on my kindle waiting for me to be ready or not actually gonna force you to be ready or not (laughs) i I need you to read that i need to talk to somebody about it you know like that feeling i promise good um but funny story is 1.5 for me like I it doesn't beat beach read for me because I don't know if any book ever would but it is like very much it's not even second it's literally like one and a half so you know it's up there it's up there turned into my number one but I will speak further on it when more people have the chance yeah when it's out like I just I don't want to be like I don't know it feels cruel to yeah malicious about it yeah like I feel like I'm dangling a carrot in front of a bunny rabbit and being like "Ah, you can't have it so next on my honorable mentions list is Unsteady by Peyton Corinne, who, as we mentioned in the first episode, is somebody that we're both friends with, and she isn't paying us to say this, and this is a completely unbiased uh, opinion. We both had the opportunity to beta read for her, um, and that was such an experience within itself, but I also do truly love this book so much. It is a hockey romance. It's very angsty, so if you think you're going to have a good time, you won't um it's in very- retrospect you will but it is yes. very much a in the moment you're gonna be like what the fuck is wrong with this woman <laughs> does she not know peace um it is a very angsty emotional hockey romance book with very heavy 
emotional themes specifically on mental health, PTSD, um, check trigger warnings. There is like abuse and neglect and alcoholism in it and it is very heavy but it all it's also very funny um there's a little bit of spice in there it's just very good it is a, a book that is near and dear to my heart I know it like the back of my hand um it's something that I genuinely just think a lot of people will love and a lot of people should read I think it it's like reverse grumpy sunshine black hat yeah. golden retriever you may um I don't know. It's just, I'd recommend it. It's out. It's being traditionally published right now. So read it while you can before it gets re-released in the spring. Um, but yeah, strong, strong recommend on that one, especially if you are a hockey romance lover, like, like I, yeah, because uh, I am a whore. <laughs> or, and I should probably follow up with something and not just call myself a whore, but I am a whore for a hockey romance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I agree with everything you said, and I, I think that she is paving a new way with hockey romances that are angsty and have um, some new new style of depth to them. So yeah, shout out to Peyton for that. All right. So my last one for honorable mentions is Daisy Jones and the Six. I listened to this on audio in literally basically one sitting, and um, I definitely recommend it this way, actually. I think a lot of people, I've heard a few different opinions about how the writing style with the interview is a little bit hard to read, but if you are an audiobook lover, honestly, if you aren't, this is a good book to start listening to audiobooks with. It's very, very good. Um, Honestly, I'll be very brief by just saying that this story sticks with you. Um, it's very unique, and if you like Fleetwood Mac, it's um, loosely based off of like Fleetwood Mac um, rumors era, and there's drama, and there's it's set in the you know 60s, 70s era with so much insane depth, and and it's it's so so good, and it touches on a lot of really tough topics. So I'm not sure if there is trigger warnings, but there is a mention of addiction and drug abuse, and there is. A lot of foul play i should say um but i do plan on watching the tv show eventually because i really really think about this book and i think that because it is in some of my top reads of the year is because it is so unique and it kind of like lives in my mind i don't think i'll read something similar to this but yeah that's it <laughs> i need to read that yeah I um i have it i was gifted it um, wait i didn't know you didn't read it no, I've never read it. What? I was gifted it, but I have not read it because I just get so distracted by shiny, pretty new books. And then you need to read it soon. I know. I know. I will. <laughs> um, the last one on my list also isn't out yet, and it won't be out until I think May this year. Um, so I'm not going to say too much, but it is Savor It by Tara DeWitt. Um, I got the arc off of NetGalley when it was available to everybody for like 24 hours, and I don't think I've ever ran faster to NetGalley in my entire life because, as I said before, she's an auto-buy author for me, and I was like, well, I need this. I'm not waiting till May. <laughs> not happening, and I'm not taking any chances on NetGalley denying me. Um, I read this book in one sitting. I could not put it down. I was absolutely enamored by it. Tara DeWitt hit once again. I trust that one with my life. It was so funny. It was so emotional. I literally reread the last like 20% of it three times because I was like just so obsessed with them and so emotional. Like I was literally like 
again under my covers my boyfriend sound asleep next to me fucking sniffling like a little kid <laughs> with a cold like i was literally like losing my marbles i texted um uh my friend our friend Peyton about it because she is friends with Tara and I was like please tell Tara that if she doesn't write a book about this couple I'm suing her and if I don't get an epilogue novel of this couple I'm suing her and I was like and tell her that I've cried thrice like I literally like it was like 4 30 in the morning and I was like it's a little bit unhinged for me to be messaging Tara at 4 30 in the morning so I was like I'll message Peyton at 4 30 in the morning like it's whatever but it is genuinely such a good book I think it is it has a different feel than her other ones do and he's a chef and he's beautiful yes chef and she <laughs> she is definitely kind of like one of those like mirror ballish characters like it feels like she needs to do everything for everybody to feel useful um and i think that's something that a lot of people can relate to um and I don't know, I just loved it so much. It is definitely going to be a book that sticks with me this year, and I can't wait for it to come out so I can hoot and holler about it all over the internet. Um, and I won't shut up about it once it's out, because then you have to read it, so I'm going to be talking about it. Um, but definitely just keep your eye out for that one. Keep your eye out for Ready or Not. Keep your eye out for Funny Story. Um, definitely. 100%. Please, you're begging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you won't regret it. That's all. Yeah. That is it. For this week's episode, those are top 10 books of 2023 with some honorable mentions sprinkled in there. It definitely wasn't easy. I sat and stared at my bookshelf for about 40 minutes. <laughs> like, hmm, I really gotta be picky here. Um, and I mean, I think we did a good job. Obviously, we had almost identical lists, but I mean, yeah, we need to listen. Just shows how good of taste we have, right? True. We have the best taste in all the land. <laughs> but before we go, I want to again say a quick thank you to everybody who tuned in to the first episode um, and for all of the love and support. It's been incredibly overwhelming and super emotional. And this is something that we've talked about for a while now. And I honestly didn't think we were ever going to do it. That was just going to be like a little bit of a pipe dream. But yeah. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be doing it. And it's just so fun. And it's like, I want to be all of your friends. And I hope it feels like you're talking to your friends on FaceTime with us. And uh, just thank you. It's yeah. honestly just a lovely experience so far, even though I almost had a heart attack trying to get make sure the podcast was up this morning. <laughs> um, but I am very grateful for all of it and for all of you and i hope you enjoyed yep i want to give you guys all some hugs and forehead kisses and smooches so um yeah uh, we love you all and tune in next week i guess i'll see you next week Bye. Bye. <laughs>